This is Actor Self Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this. There's nothing you can't do. There's no problem you can't solve if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. Hello to all and welcome to episode 29. Actors can feel abundant about taxes. Yes, we can. So I hope you are all well. I had an interesting week. I had a wonderful audition and a very regrettable, trying to forget about it, callback situation. Let me paint a picture. Let's just say it involved a Zoom callback with my laptop perched on an ironing board, and I could not hear the reader. So you just you just guess how it went. And yes, I had to manage my mind around that for sure. At any rate, tis the season of giving, or the time to think about giving to the government, or wouldn't this be swell, the government giving to us. So what this episode is not, it is not a lesson in the tax code for actors. That is what Vita, and I apologize, I'm not sure if it's Vita or Vita, but I'm going to say Vita. The wonderful program through Equity, you can find the links through SAG-AFTRA or through the Entertainment Community Fund, formerly known as the Actors Fund. That's what all of those organizations have provided for us at no cost. So use these resources, the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance folks, beautiful humans. And the links are very easy to access from any of those three sources, SAG-AFTRA, Actors' Equity, or Entertainment Community Fund. But what this episode is about is twofold. One, the mindset around taxes that we have. And two, a very simple technique to not be overwhelmed by tax season. Now, if you sail through it, if you have a great accountant, if you don't have any problems, if you don't feel resentful, uh, you don't need to listen to any of this. But if you ever have twinges of that or know someone in your group of actor peers that does, uh, this might serve them. It is my experience that the overwhelm can happen on the front end of paying taxes as an actor, or on the high end of income. And they can happen at the same time. Your first acting job can be one with a very high compensation. Um, Mine was not, but yours may have been. And what do I mean by that? When you first start out, if you suddenly have a paycheck where you never did before as an actor, you may not have the organizational habits that would serve you. The more organized you are, the less stressful the whole tax business will be. And most of you will know early on, and if you don't, listen to me now, you cannot claim expenses against income that you don't earn as an actor. So unless the rules have changed yesterday, and certainly speak to the good folks at the free resources I mentioned But you cannot claim taxes against income that you made in any other way. So as a cater waiter, as an educator, as an entrepreneur, all of those things. So that requires separate itemizations. But if you're starting out, you may not have set that up. Your training program, if you had one, may not have taught you those things. So that's when it's very good if you're in a union to use those resources. And if you're not in the union, I believe you can still download those 
itemization subject areas. If you can't reach out to me, DM me on the Instagram actor self coach account, and I will get them to you. Now, the more organized you are, the less stressful the whole tax business will be. And at the higher end of income, when you would most likely be best served by hiring a tax professional, you may start to be overwhelmed or even resentful about the amount of taxes you pay. With more income comes more taxation, unless you have a lot of loopholes that you're trying to work or you have a very seasoned professional who's trying to just not pay anything to the government. And that's not where most of us are. So let's start by thinking about money you earn as an actor. We're protective of it early on, right? As we've probably earned in other ways as we have become adults. I was a babysitter, a tutor, I worked at Macy's, I worked at AAA, I worked as a a waiter, a singing hostess, really wanting to count that as actor income, by the way, all while doing summer stock for quite low wages and thrilled to get those. Now, we generally know what it feels like to be an earner before we get our first performing paycheck, unless you were a child actor. So, but that first time we get paid to do what we love can feel pretty incredible the money can feel different, right? Now, someone could hand you $500 on the street, and that would be amazing. Or you could do a show and earn $500. We are probably going to feel differently about that money. But our bank account doesn't know. The toil and work and dreams that went into one paycheck are not felt by the federal or state government. But we know. We know how special that money is. Now, what we want to work toward is respecting the money you earn without defining yourself by it. The money you earn by working a TYA contract or on a cruise ship has the same value as the money you earn on your first or hundredth TV job or your first Broadway role. Now, you are hopefully putting out excellent work in each of these. You're not phoning it in in one job and really bringing it in the other, I hope. You were hopefully putting out excellent work each time, in each arena, right? Work with integrity. Whereas the world, and I'm generalizing here, but I think you may agree, the world has seemingly decided that the more you get paid, the better you must be at something. Now, most artists realize that is simplistic thinking and often absolutely wrong. Don't we all have crazy talented friends who never seem to have rent or who are always living paycheck to paycheck. I think we all have these people in our world. And we know them to be devoutly talented and have so much to give to the world. Now, a producing organization may be paying you a huge percentage of their whole budget, but the amount you receive could pale in comparison to working on a different show with a different budget where you were paid more. But the percentage of the overall budget paid to you is negligible. So try not to ever think of yourself as underpaid. That doesn't serve you to think of yourself as underpaid. Maybe reframe that in terms of what the producers have available to offer. Your paycheck may represent 80% of their entire budget. I have worked for theaters where 80% of their budget went to paying for the actors 
or housing the actors, or paying that insurance, or union obligations, or bonding of actors. And in another production, your cut could represent less than 1% of the overall budget, and yet you could be paid much more. So if you think about the respect offered you, if that theater wanted you, if that organization wanted you, if that shoestring filming SAG waiver project that you want to do respects you enough to use as much of their precious money as they do, that means something, right? It's not always about the number going into your bank account. I mean, we want that too, right? We want to be well paid for the excellent work we do. But we don't have to get that every time, and most of us don't. It's just something to consider. And feel great that that company wanted what you offer enough to pay that portion of their budget to you. Just feel good about that. Now, if you want to feel abundant about money, that is in your control, no matter how much you are earning. Now, this isn't to say that you are a professional actor if you never earn My friends, you have to earn money to be a professional. But you get to decide how much feels right for you based on your responsibilities and the market you're working in. So, taxes. Here we go. We all pay them. Again, unless you have very fancy lawyers and accountants who use every loophole available to advantage you. Most of us don't. And many of us don't want to. But I am firmly in the camp of wanting to support the community I live in, which also includes the county I live in. And I went to a public school, as did my sons. I drive on the paved roads, and my community buys land to protect open space, which is near and dear to my heart, with federal, state, and community funds. Taxes are a way for us to support each other as well. Whenever any artist is in the ready lane, by which, as you original listeners know, and I love you dearly, that is the work lane where you are available for offers and bookings. You're in the ready lane. You're available to take a job. If those folks choose to file for unemployment, that funding comes from taxes other people, including yourself, when you were in the booked lane, supplied. So we are always, when we are working, helping support other artists who are not working. You can think of it that way. My taxes are going to pay to help that actor, that artist, make ends meet until they have their next job. If you for any reason begrudge paying taxes, I get it. Quite a few do. But you can choose to feel good about it and decide for yourself who is benefiting from that money. You might think, my tax money is paying to help subsidize this school program or give a tax break to this theater or help a single parent who has a health issue or will pay for my grandma's Social Security. And feel great about that. You are contributing, and that is a beautiful thing. It is, in fact, a privilege to be able to pay taxes. It's a privilege to be making enough money to need to pay taxes. That means you are living above the poverty level. That means you are working, and any energy you might be expending in resenting paying them might be better used in creating new opportunities for your work or your family or your life. And it's your choice. Now, to the overwhelmed feelings some of us have around taxes. Now, this usually stems from lack of knowledge or lack of preparation 
or both. And too many actors tell themselves the story that they are not good with numbers. Know that this is just a story and not a fact. So let's look at preparation. If you have one job in a year, it can be simpler. And there are years as performers where most of us have multiple jobs in multiple locations and have to file in various states. And nowadays, almost everything is online, and it wants us to stay online. It's actually very hard now to even get a paper form to fill out, I find. I recommend everyone who earns more than $20,000 annually as an actor use a professional tax preparer who is versed in industry taxes. So not your uncle, not your cool friend who's good with numbers, not someone who just because they'll do it for free, but someone who is versed in industry taxes. Now, there are many that are very reasonable. Anyone earning less than that, or if you just don't have the budget right now to afford a tax professional, please take advantage of the tax pros who volunteer to help actors. And if you earn over $250,000 a year, you also should seek professional guidance on whether you want to incorporate yourself or set up IRAs, etc. You need to take responsibility for your money in the high-earning years so it can take care of you and those you love in the other years. But there are simple things you can do throughout the year so you feel prepared and therefore secure when it is tax season. In the old days, yes, there I go again in the old days, but there were several planners actors could purchase where you could log your auditions and your callbacks and your money spent on phone calls. And yes, we had to use pay phones back in the day and so on. And performers purchased them with every intention of filling them out regularly and being prepared. And it made you feel, I don't know, more like you were a business person. Look at me. I have receipts and records and dates on a page. And I don't, I don't think those planners exist anymore. Perhaps they do. but And with the standard deduction offered since our last federal administration, the itemization of our federal taxes is less likely to be as relevant. However, it is still advisable in New York State, and it may be in the state where you reside. So that is job one. Know if these expenses are worth itemizing in your state of residence. And if you don't know, Again, reach out to the VITA programs or the Entertainment Community Fund. They would love to help you. Now, here's a simple way to track your taxes and be in front of surprises, the not fun kind, and feel prepared and therefore not overwhelmed when it is time to file. And again, you may already have a system that works great for you. But if you don't, first, know who you are in terms of what you will actually do. If you are a paper person, and I am, I recommend having a dedicated box or drawer for your hard copy receipts, and then every year on your computer, set up a separate folder labeled tax year, and then the year, so it would be tax year 2023 for this year. If you haven't done it, and you want to go through your emails for last year, it would be tax year 2022. And then when you bring home a hard copy receipt, just toss it in the drawer or the box, and you don't have to think about it until next February, unless you pay quarterly estimated taxes. And you know who you are if you do. If you want to save yourself time next tax season, you can also write a few letters on each receipt so you'll know what category it falls into at a glance. For example, PR, we know what that means, 
or restaurant entertaining or union dues. And you can just write PR or RE or union on that piece of paper, that receipt, that document before you toss it in the drawer. And the other thing I recommend is to put medical receipts in another box or drawer or large envelope. Now, as actors, we often pay our own premium, so it can be good to have an idea of what that amount is as you go along. And the other thing I strongly encourage you to do is to keep a list of every job you have. So if you work numerous jobs a year, you want to refer to that list to make sure you received all of your W-2s and 1099s. And you may think, oh, I'm not going to forget an acting job. But if you do those little one days on TV, which we love, or, you know, even a reading where you might get $500 or $100, you know, you need to just jot those down or keep them in the notes section of your phone, just so at the end of the year, you don't forget something. Now, depending on how you choose to do your taxes, the Vita Volunteers or your tax professional may provide you with a list of allowable deductions and expenses. But my personal favorite is gambling receipts. I'm not sure what happens with those, but I I just love that that's a category. Uh, if, (laughs) If you know you have your receipts all in one place. You can usually just sit down for a few hours over several days and total those up and hand them to whoever's helping file your taxes. And you may be doing it on your own. Just put all the PR expenses together and so on. I like to do an Excel spreadsheet, or you can use Google Sheets or even just write them down. And once you create that spreadsheet, you can copy it every year and just put the new numbers in. So do the hard copy receipts first, and then put them in the corresponding column and let the computer add it up for you. Then go into your computer file that you labeled tax year 2022, and you open up each email that you put in there through the year to see if there's something else you should add that you didn't print the receipt for. And you can also color code your spreadsheet, so you can use one color for receipts you have the hard copy of, and one color for the ones on your computer or in your storage cloud. That way, should you ever be audited, and it could happen, you won't be crazy searching in a box for receipts that you never had a hard copy of. And you can scan them if if that's what you want to do. And then once you scan them and then have a backup for that, then and only then can you shred your old receipts. But make sure you have a copy saved somewhere if you keep them all in the cloud. So you know what feels right to you. If you feel better scanning every hard copy receipt, do that, but you don't need to. You can just keep them in an envelope or keep them in that drawer. Now, if you are the paper person, you want to get seven containers. They can be small plastic bins or very pretty boxes or old shoe boxes or simple manila envelopes if you don't have much paper and label them. So use labels or a Sharpie or something you can see clearly for each tax year going back. So I use plastic bins as there's a lot of moisture and sometimes mice in my storage area, but you do you. And every year you file, go ahead and take that time and shred the backup documents older than seven years. And you keep only the tax return itself. And you likely know by now that you never shred legal documents, titles, deeds, etc. But all those receipts can go. And a side note, when you shred the documents from seven years ago, take a look at what shows you did back then. It is amazing what we forget Unless you were years into a long run, you probably worked a number of shows, and it is so fun 
and sometimes very moving to take a little time and thank your past self for all that work you did. Now, most of us tip the professionals who assist us so beautifully with productions, the dressers, the hair and makeup artists, and so on. And all you need to do is either do that with PayPal or Venmo or another cash app, another cash exchange program that you like, and refer to that record when it is tax time. So it keeps it all for you. You just have to go in there and write it back down for your accountant or whoever's helping you. If you prefer or they prefer to use cash, do yourself a favor and keep a notebook at your dressing table or make a note on your phone the name of the person and the amount weekly or monthly that you give them. Don't overcomplicate this, but do do it as you go along. You'll thank yourself every year when it comes time to do your taxes. And if you don't want to stress about your taxes, just be honest. Don't inflate your expenses or manufacture them. Do get any deduction you are entitled to by law, but if you are angsting to get one more $75 deduction, is it really worth the stress? Early on, So many actors used to claim every little expense against income that was not high enough to even itemize against it. Once your career is launched, the earlier you get in the habit of this simple system, the better. And the tax code can change all the time, so I do recommend asking for help. Worth it, should you ever be audited. Your tax dollars are helping build great things. Feel abundant about that. I invite you to feel abundant about that. Supporting other humans who need a hand, helping educators and healthcare professionals, helping people in dire situations due to weather events. Don't focus on things you don't approve of or have political resentments about when you think about paying your taxes. Unless you want to dwell in that negative space, save that for action you want to take to change the political landscape. So rather than resenting how someone else is choosing to spend your money that you pay in taxes, save that energy and take action where you want to see the change. Give yourself this gift of abundance. Feel good about what you earn and feel better about what you give. Artists are a major economic engine for much of our economy, and not just the urban meccas. We are often the drivers of small towns re-energizing, art galleries where people gather. These same people want a drink afterward and a bite to eat and need a place to park. Just because there's a show nearby, a poem being read, a song being poured out against the dark night, a play being given out to all those who would hear it. Other businesses can prosper. We are a part of that. We are giving and receiving. So let us give with an abundant heart. So much love to you all, and we will talk again very soon, I hope. Have a great week. 